Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Hour number two of Mackie and Judd with Rami. I'm Rami, along with Judd Zolgad, Phil Mackie, Jonathan Harrison, other side of the glass. We will wrap with Roycey, Patrick Roycey, who made his Purple Daily debut today. Called in to correct Judd and I on the various mistakes we made in the first 40 minutes of Purple Daily. And uh, just wanted to make sure we were right about that. I'm not Does watching. want to help Judd with his headphones right now? I <laughs> was watching it. I always had this. It turns itself inside out. The ear things do, and I always struggle with this. I've seen that before. And then the other one flipped the wrong way, so then I started to panic. Now, technology. I've seen that before, but that was epic. Well, it's because the right one flipped the wrong way, and then I was, and then I had fixed the left one and it inverted itself. Why can't I just get a headset that works for me? We got all that on camera, by the way. That literally looked like the headphones were fighting back. They were! It's not safe to put the headphones back on. I was trying to focus, but once Phil noticed it, it's difficult to deal with these headphones, okay? I've had a problem since... I I like them, but since day one, they've been flipping around on me. They are the ones that kind of flip inside out. You know why they do that? Uh, I don't know if those do it, but um, they do have headphones that when you, you, like, say you, you flip them the other way, so, you know, the speaker that's facing your ear. Yep. If that was facing out, they turn into, like, speakers, like... That you can play music, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I prefer a more traditional one that doesn't (laughs) flip around. That's just me. I picked up on that. I picked up on that. Anyway. So, Texas Tech, Michigan State, Auburn. Stop laughing at me. I'm I'm not an old fool. Well, yeah, I sort of am, but it's not nice to laugh. Okay, I'll control myself. Go ahead. Wait, who am I missing? Texas Tech, Michigan State, You can't even Auburn. Who's the four? Who's the fourth team again? It's not in my bracket, anyways. Virginia. Um, in Virginia, Virginia which is right. actually a top yeah, seed. like the most like dull team to watch. I mean, like it's well, it's Dick Bennett basketball. I mean, there's right? Wisconsin it's, basketball. It's pretty dull. Yeah, it's the kid. It's a, it's a, yeah. I mean, it's a, a descendant of Wisconsin basketball. Right. Yeah. So, um, I, I'll just be honest, and we can go where we may. I was really excited not only for Zion Williamson to come in here mm-hmm. and just do his Zion Williamson things, 
But something about, I, I don't know, I don't get super hung up on the one of us storylines always, but Trey, Trey Jones coming back and, and going from multiple state championship games to then playing in a Final Four downtown Minneapolis, that would have been a really cool storyline. It's pretty hard to feel as jacked up about the Final Four coming to town today as it could have been if those guys had come to town, even if you're happy that the mighty Duke was slain no, yesterday. I'm yeah, I'd, I'm not happy at all. I feel very little for this Final Four. And it's right, it's literally in our backyard. Yeah. It's going to be here. And I, I'm i just not feeling it right now. I do, and I don't, I think it is Zion Williamson. And, yes. And the Duke team getting knocked out. Like, who else is that entertaining? Like, take the, forget the uniforms for a second and, that everybody hates Duke, and I don't quite understand that. But okay, everybody hates Duke. Who is playing more entertaining basketball at the college level right now? No one. Than Zion Williamson and the Duke Blue Devils. Yeah. Well, the other no the other local answer could have been not on the same level as Duke, but Kentucky with so Reed Travis is another Minnesota kid. And not that this has to be all about the Minnesota kids coming back, but of all the different possible, okay, that's kind of a fun local hook, or all of them got wiped out for the most part. I wanted I and. I had been saying this for weeks. I wanted star power schools and star power players. Like, if, if this was baseball, I wanted the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, and an, another club that people hate. Because I wanted, I don't, I don't watch enough college basketball to be like, oh, the nuance of Virginia or Texas Tech is going to be so I- exciting. Yeah, I thought, and Kentucky would have brought a ton of fans. It would have been a lot of fun. And, and so my goal was let's give let's give this tournament as many star power players from the big bad schools as we could possibly get. And instead, Kentucky's out, Duke's out, and I'm looking at the field now, and I'm not excited at all. I'm not excited, at, and I think I think the TV ratings will reflect that. I mean, is this going to be a tournament where on Saturday you're like, I got to make time and watch this, and I got to think a it's lot here, of- so we will. But like, if you live in Milwaukee, right? Are you going to be? I'm all in. You're going to be like, okay, whatever. I got to think a lot of people's brackets are like mine and dead at this point. Wouldn't you think so? I don't know how your guys looks, but actually, I did. Uh, so I, I picked one for my dad. I picked one for myself, and then my dad, who doesn't really use the internet, he's 75, but like, I wanted to put him in the struggles pool. with headphones too. And yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he struggles with headphones mightily. I'm pretty sure I had Auburn, Michigan State, and Virginia in his Final Four. Really? Yeah. You put Auburn in? But I but I believe... That's impressive. Is it possible that... Because I'm pretty sure I had Gonzaga winning it all. So, of course... Is it? Yeah. Is that it? Texas Tech beat Gonzaga, right? Or am I... Am I, I, I can't even remember what happened this weekend. I have to look. But anyways, like... Um, of the, of the things this week that I'm interested in sports wise in the Twin Cities, I'm actually more interested in the Twins road games than I am the Final Four, just because of how hot they started. Like I'm more interested in the Twins playing the Royals and then going out east to play Bryce Texas Harper and the Phillies. Did beat Gonzaga. Okay, so so sorry, Dad. I had Virginia, Michigan State, Auburn correct, and then the the other team I had winning in the Final Four. So you're mm-hmm. probably not going to win that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like it's and maybe some of it too is a Super Bowl. Hangover and that like a literal Super Bowl hangover. We had this amazing event last year, and that could that could also could have been grander if the Vikings hadn't laid an egg in the NFC Championship game. That was fun though. But it's hard it's hard to top the Super Bowl being in town. And now that you get the Final Four, and it's kind of a buzzkill Final Four. I love when big events come to town, so I'm certainly not going to pass on it. And I'm going to experience as much as possible. Going to go to a couple gatherings here and there and take it in. 
But yeah, the, the excitement the level around it, yeah, including Score North, which will be broadcasting live from noon until six from uh, Dayblock Brewing Company Wonderful. on the corner of Washington and Eleventh Avenue. Uh, south, stop on by for great craft beer and delicious pizza as you head to any where of the again? final four festivities. Where you ask, Yeah, Judd, where again? We'll be from Dayblock Brewing Company on the corner of Washington and 11th Avenue South. Yeah. And the Friday all festivities, Friday. I believe it's just open to the public all day on Friday Practices. for the workouts and stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, if you want to come and tip a couple back but with us, you as can. As far as the game itself, like, I, I'm, I'm with you. I've, I've never been in a city where the final four is happening. So it'll be cool to go out and experience some of the stuff that happens around it and just yeah. walk around town. And feel some of that, but as far as the the games, the basketball itself, that I got, I don't got a lot for it. These Zion factor to me, I was really jacked up. I thought that was going to be great because I I think he is as close to being LeBron if LeBron had gone to college as as you can get. Just all the publicity around him, and he's such a dynamic player. I really thought, man, to watch this kid in person is going to be really really fun. And so for so if if you had if you had said okay you're going to get three sort of weird teams possibly or un- unexpected teams or boring teams mm-hmm. but you're going to get Duke I would have been like all right I'll take it so when Duke lost I was like oh man cuz Zion single-handedly would have been a player who I think if you saw in person you'd be like wow yeah. that's really impressive you know there is a bracket that is worth following this week it's the most annoying twin cities oh, I'd like to Sports media members. Like, this is impressive. <laughs> I'm getting smoked. Well, did you no, see? I got smoked. I'm up against. How Jim far Suhan. did you make it, Judd? I made it to the third round, but I I took on the same person that Phil is taking on right now. So and you made yeah. a sweet sixteen I, run, but I got obliterated. Really? So here here it is right now. It's, and if you want to vote, I would love I would love the vote, which also means you think I'm annoying, and I that that, that would be okay. a badge of honor for That's me. Right. I think. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, it's the Twitter account where you can vote on is at Underhill underscore Mayor. So Underhill underscore Mayor. It's the Elite Eight. I'm up against Jim Suhan, and I'm down 71% Oof. to 29%. Oh, it's going to be really to me. hard to come back from that. Yeah, coming back. Suhan a one seed? Yeah. Okay. I'm the two seed yeah. coming out of that region. So the seeding held up in that region. Right. But, uh, so you made it to the Final be, Four, huh? No, Elite Eight. Oh, Elite Eight. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. So who, who's still around in this? Do you know? Do you have that on? Oh your yeah, I have that screen. No, I don't know. I'm on my he's been screen, following this closely. Hold on a second. Well, no, he's still in it. Yeah, he's good. I need to know what the you know here here's what the matchups are. The elite eight. All right, it's uh, Mackey versus Suhan. Okay. Me versus Suhan. It's PA against Eric Perkins. A couple twenty year mainstays in the Twin that's, Cities. Well, that's an interesting big platforms, big megaphones, very interesting match, big takes. Yeah, <laughs> Dan Cole against Sid Hartman. Okay, the wow, grizzled veterans of the Twin Cities. I got to think Sydney takes that one. Yeah, and then the final one is Paul Lambert against Mike Max. Contrasting styles there. Yeah, that's a couple different schools right there. Yeah, I mean that's that's just one of those. You know who's going to really that impose their will in that matchup? Is that is that Wisconsin against whom? Yeah, I mean it's kind of like I guess it'd be like Wisconsin against VCU or something. Okay. You got havoc over here, and then yep. you've got kind of grinded out old school over here, right? Settle the ball down, something like that. Pass it around a little bit, yep. work the shot clock. So, but you know what? There's always next year. 
Got time to hotter sharpen takes. my annoyance. Need hotter takes this, next year. This is why last night I opened up the Twins payroll debate again on Twitter and lost a bunch of followers. Like this specifically is specifically training for this annoying uh, matchup bracket. This is the only reason I keep on harping on no roof on Target Field to the point where Dave St. Peter <laughs> subtweeted me today about you're, no roof. You're in the bracket. Field. I got to be right? without a I doubt. Have to be. You have done a great job. I here. have to be. Absolutely. Now I don't know if you're going to win a lot, but I think that. But but you're in for sure. I'm building a program and I think a here, first John. Yeah, right. no, exactly. you know what I mean. Exactly I'm right. Just, I'm building a program from the ground Rami up. University, and it takes time. I understand that it takes time to build this thing from the do, ground up. Do you have any other potentially of annoying takes that you're going to bust out at some point throughout oh, the year? Do I? Okay, man, man, is Carl Anthony Towns overrated? Oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, and and you've called him soft, <laughs> and Kirk Cousins. Maybe a top five quarterback oh, in the NFL. Oh, yeah, I know. Right there. Right. Now you're, now know. you're, oh yeah. boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Rami yeah. is. Dust that one Rami's off. on fire. Thank you. Yep. The Wilfs are cheap. Anything else? Typical. Yeah, I actually went down that path a little bit last night <laughs> on Twitter. Thought, thought I could. Because Patrick does. Total. Patrick loves that one. Well, okay. Here's the. Because <laughs> the Wilfs get all the help. Well, here's the point. Here's the point I made. Okay. The Twins <laughs> profited, according to Forbes, $23 million last year. The Vikings profited almost $100 million last year. And yet, everyone talks about how all the Twins want to do is, not everyone, but some people talk about all the Twins want to do is make a profit, right? Why don't you spend, you know, well, the Wilfs made $100 million, and people say, well, yeah, but they spend money on the team. All right, if the Wilfs were allowed to spend at will, like baseball, where you just spend until you feel like not spending anymore, would they really spend up to, like, the break-even point? Or do you think they like putting fifty or hundred million dollars in their pocket? I think it's a, hypothet- every, it's a hypothetical. I think we all like putting fifty to hundred million dollars saying, in our pockets. They get too much credit for that sometimes, is what I'm saying, and that didn't go well. That, you know what? That is annoying, <laughs> and you're still getting your butt kicked by Sue Han. I know. How how do you do that? I mean, what's it going to take to beat Jim? He's the Russians. He's the Russian hockey program. It's going to take a miracle to beat him someday. Maybe I'll write a Jerry Kill column. All right, we got to go. Mackie and Joe with Rami. Wow. On the all new Score North. Um, hey, when we, speaking of annoying takes. You don't get the Jerry Kill column reference, but it was, it was really We'll explain during it was the break. Good, it was good aggressive. Stuff. It's, 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 like, it's why he's winning this tournament, quite frankly. We loved having him on the show, and he yeah. was on the show on a daily basis when that thing was written, and we had a good discussion about it. But uh, that's probably why I'm getting smoked in this. When we come back, speaking of annoying takes, Judd delivered his holy grail of annoying takes to Rami earlier today on Purple Daily, and I want your thoughts on having been delivered this take. Oh, please. I can't wait. So Mackie and Judd with Rami. Thank you, Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Mackie and Judd with Rami. And this is What If Week on Purple Daily. Purple Daily is the only daily Viking show you're going to find in town. It's noon every day on Score North on 1500 and live.scorenorth.com. Rotating cast of hosts, you and Rami, on Mondays, and every day this week, we're going to go through kind of a fun look back what if scenario in Vikings history. And so today's scenario was what if Dante Culpepper hadn't torn up his knee in 2005? What would have become of Dante, the franchise? Would they still have made the coaching change from Mike Tice to Brad Childress? You guys dove into all that. And what I loved is it didn't take more than about 10 minutes into the show. For Judd to unveil, since we're talking about most annoying Twin City Sports media members and their takes, <laughs> Can't believe I got for blown Judd up. to unveil the holy grail of annoying sports takes that him and I fought about for a full four-hour show one time. Which is what? That the Vikings should have drafted Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. 2007 or what? 18? Um, Two first-round picks? Yes. I, I thought it was 19. I think it was 18. 
I said they should have taken, and they should have taken him with the 18th pick. Coming off a season in which Dante Culpepper was, never, Peyton Manning was God, and then never, Dante Culpepper can never was, have enough quarterbacks. You can never have enough QBs. And when you have now, the Rami, second best quarterback Rami, in the league, tell tell Phil the point that, that you made because I did think that in your rebuttal to what I said, you made an outstanding point about what type of quarterback Aaron might have developed into or not here. He might have. I mean, he might have been a dumpster fire of a quarterback had he not landed in Green Bay with Mike McCarthy. This was a guy with issues when he was coming out of college to start with. He was a Jeff Tedford disciple who hadn't really groomed groomed an NFL quarterback at all in his career to that point. He had a weird arm motion that people thought wouldn't work on the next level. He had footwork issues that people thought would 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 spell trouble at the next level. Mike McCarthy, for all the crap he's taken over the last two or three years as as the Packers met their demise, and eventually he met his demise as the head coach of the Packers, one thing you have to give him credit for is he had a big part in molding Aaron Rodgers into the quarterback that he was. Aaron Rodgers was so questionable a prospect when he came into the NFL that the Packers weren't quite ready to buy into Aaron Rodgers. They drafted Brian Brom with a pick later in that very same draft because they didn't know if Aaron Rodgers would be the guy and kept Brom around for a couple of years. And to be quite honest with you, whenever you saw Aaron Rodgers, if Brett Favre got hurt or a game was a blowout and he got in there for a few snaps, he didn't look good his first couple of years in the league. He wasn't ready to be a starting quarterback until they gave him that job. And so I don't know if he comes here to Minnesota if he's in the right circumstances in terms of the players around him, the system he's playing in, and most importantly, the coach who's molding him and trying to break some of those bad habits aren't there alongside him like he had in Green Bay with Mike McCarthy. Mm -hmm. What did you guys conclude on if Dante Culpepper hadn't gotten hurt? If it, yeah. what, what would his career have been? Because him and Childress definitely didn't see my, eye to eye my, on the rehab. My stuff. conclusion was was that that if he didn't get hurt, Brad would would have come in here with his system and beliefs, and Dante would would have rebelled against that. And I really don't think Dante's stint here would would have been long. Now, now you could have traded him and gotten way more, yeah, because he he wouldn't have been traded after being hurt. But when you look at Childress's style and his approach. And his offense, West Coast, and and you go back to, to the fact that he and Dante almost immediately butted heads. I think it still plays out very similar to the fact that by two thousand and seven or so, he's he's been traded. Football's so interesting too. To the to the point Rami was making about Aaron Rodgers and fit, and you know maybe Rodgers had to sit for three years, had to watch Favre, and had to be with the right assistant coaches. Mechanics wise, and and the right offensive minded guy in Mike McCarthy, like maybe it was the perfect circumstance for three years of him incubating, right? And if you play the what if game, if you keep going down this path, okay, what if the San Francisco 49ers had drafted him instead of and, Alex Smith? And he's in a game, and the maybe he doesn't sit for a year, maybe he's in after eight games, or he's in to start the second season and he's not ready. I mean, it, it kind of broke Alex Smith for six or seven years, and then eventually. Alex Smith became really good right before, like he became good, and then they had Colin Kaepernick, and then he wound up spinning off to the Chiefs, right? So, you know, football so much about in basketball. Sometimes it's are you good? I mean, LeBron James can get drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he raises that franchise. You know, baseball players sometimes you're just 
You might be a crappy organization, but guess what? You're Chris Bryant or whatever, whoever it is that you are. Now, the Cubs were a great organization when they landed Chris Bryant. But in football, I don't know if it's that way all the time. I mean, I think like David Carr, if he that's were, the guy I always bring up when yeah. I try to make the point that there are great quarterbacks who never happened. You just, know what I mean? Yeah. Tim Couch? We don't know. Tim, maybe those guys were clowns and they were busts. But if Tim Couch gets drafted by the Packers or the Patriots and sits for two years, I guess more time exactly. Yeah. Is he at least maybe he's not Tom Brady, but is he Philip Rivers or is he Andy Dalton? You know, is he just a respectable guy who can play in the league for eight or ten years? Call me crazy. I think Jay Cutler is a Hall of Famer in the right circumstance. You're crazy. All right. Hall of Famer of reality TV. Which <laughs> I, I was watching was, that was, last night, yeah, by were, the way. Dude, yeah. Did you see his hair? He's got I the did. slicked back hair. But you know what's weird? i got to show Judd a screenshot. Since of we're going to talk about this. Okay, so not this episode, but in the, the last episode, Jay Cutler in one scene has the hair that you're talking about and like a scruffy beard. And then he goes oh to gosh. he goes to a bar. Yeah. Hall of Famer with Kristen's friend, like to try. I know to try and find her a guy, and the hair is short and the beard is gone. Oh well, you're like saying that they con- might they might there con- the editing job. There are continuity issues here, is what I'm saying. And you're not supposed to care. But, <laughs> like 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 you're not supposed to watch this show and be like, there's continuity issues, you, and clearly this isn't on the up and up. Are you complaining about the cinematography and the screenplay? No, of very cavalier. Things right might now? be the out of timeline. Is all wet, is all out of whack. Rami, this isn't a Marvel movie. You don't have to worry about timelines. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. This is a reality TV show. Timelines don't matter. <laughs> Dude, so in the in the picture I snapped of, if, by the way, if you're wondering what are these guys talking about, there is a reality show on E. Yes. E is just E has turned into just 24 seven Kardashian shows, right? And so they have uh, they have a show called Very Cavallari, with Kristen Cavallari was one of the main characters on Laguna Beach on MTV like 15 years ago. Well, she married Jay Cutler. I don't know five years ago or seven years ago, and so this reality show is supposed to be about about. Kristen Cavallari and her business, and they're in Nashville. And it's really like Jay Cutler is the star of the show He's if awesome. you're a sports fan. And Jay and got in more more last year and was outstanding, right? Well, last year was the the first season. Yeah. And he was the and breakout star. And so I saw star. Though, that, yeah. that he's being used now he stole very consistently. Yeah, now so, he's being used more. So he is, okay. just to describe his role on the show, he's tell-it-like-it-is guy with no emotional investment. So he's like meeting people... <laughs> In these work settings and gatherings, <laughs> and like people will come up, and Kristen will introduce, like, "Oh, this is my husband Jay," and then he'll meet someone, and then he'll just like he'll clown him. And can and you imagine stuff. coaching that? <laughs> like the guy that you just <laughs> described. Can you imagine trying to coach that guy? Yeah. It's like, okay, Jay, get the you know get the troops fired up. Why? Because <laughs> we're about to play a playoff game. So. His his whole. If you're wondering, like, what what? Because people always used to debate, and you're a Bears fan, right? Yeah. People used to debate, you can't just judge Jay Cutler's body language based on what you see on TV. That's not fair. You don't know the whole story. They're just you're just cherry picking what you think is bad body language based on like a three second glimpse of the sideline. And then you watch this show and it's like, oh no, he doesn't care about anything. He's got to, you know, this is exactly who he was. See, I, look, I, I see it differently. Because I have I have sort of a similar attitude to Jay Cutler. I think people invest too much time, thought, and emotion into things that don't deserve it. Like, save it for the things that really deserve your time, thoughts, and attention. Jay Cutler knows 
that this is a bunch of nonsense. Like this this business that Kristen Cavallari is running and all the like the mean girl stuff that's happening within the business that she always wants him to chime in on or try and fix. He knows it's a bunch of BS and it doesn't matter. And like so they already have enough money, to, right? Right. So. Why is he going to invest himself <laughs> emotionally? Right. But in life, take the time. in life, that's fine, right? But when when you're a quarterback of the Bears and you're supposed to act like you care and you still don't, that's a problem. No, but you act like you care by studying film as much as you need to study film, by getting uh, your reps yeah, in and practice, know. by doing the things that a quarterback sports, needs to do to succeed. Sports sports lends itself at times to to probably doing things emotionally or or acting a certain way that people don't like, but they do it. And Cutler, to me, seems like he just didn't care. You know what he I, didn't care. You know what I really enjoy about that show, though? When Jay Cutler has nothing to do and is left to his own devices, you quickly realize he has nothing Dude, to do. There's a scene in yesterday's episode. <laughs> there's a scene where she comes home and he's going through their lawn because they live 40 minutes away from Nashville. And just yeah, on she moved, farm, right? right? Yeah. He moved cause, them. Oh, he moved. Okay. Yeah. He wanted to just That's move right. 40 minutes away That's from right. all humanity. And she didn't like that idea. And he was picking up sticks in the lawn <laughs> yeah. so that the sticks wouldn't prevent the lawn and yeah, the grass she, from growing. She asked him why he was picking up sticks. He said, well, eventually the grass is going to grow and I'm going to have to mow it. <laughs> it. So is there just like nothing going on nothing. here? Like, he got, like upstairs? He got in, he's doing not, part of the show. There's a sub theme of the show and it was on this episode, which is, Jay, what are you going to do with your life now? You're, got, th- you're 35 and you do nothing. He got a crate of chicken eggs in the mail in this last episode. <laughs> Then he was preparing for hatching. I gotta start watching this. Dude, it's amazing. <laughs> this sounds outstanding. Yeah. So if I could describe what he was wearing in this episode at one point, it's slick backed, long, feathered hockey hair. So it's kind of, you know, it's like like when I'm trying to think of an example of like when guys have the hair feathered out the back, right? And that's how long his hair is now, with a backwards camouflaged hunting hat and a jean shirt with a collar. <laughs> And a bunch of wristbands and bags under his eyes, a neck beard, and a pout. The bags are impressive. At 35, those are some impressive bags. It is. Yeah, I think he's doing well. So is he going to do something eventually here? Remember last year, he was set to go to Fox as an NFL broadcaster. Yeah. Yeah. That was before the Tony Romo hype really took. I think he would be really good at that, too. Do you? I think he would be really good at that. Okay. Would he call guys out? Would he be honest? Yeah. Because he doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't. He doesn't care if you like him. <laughs> he do we think care. he's smart? Yes. Serious question. I do. Okay. I can't tell. I think he's he's def- watching this show. He's smarter than I would have thought he would be. I, like watching him in the NFL, it's like, what is this guy's deal? But then you hear him because he'll give advice to people on the show, and he's kind of he's kind of the voice of reason and the wise sage of the show. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, yeah. It's worth the watch. He is okay. I want to mock. Mock! I want to mock. Gentlemen, and Jonathan, if you could uh, indulge us with some NFL Films music on the Team Anthems page there, Mm -hmm. because I have found Godfather Mocks 2.0. Mel Kuyper, we missed this a week ago. How did we miss this? Well... Maybe we weren't as dialed. It's a, it's a 3.0. It's a 3.0. I was going to say, we already had 2.0. Whoa, Harrison, what are you doing? Easy. you got to be monitoring this on a daily basis now. Mel Kuyper Jr., his latest mock draft. <laughs> we'll go through some of the highlights. Kyler Murray to uh, Arizona with the number one overall pick. Oh, okay, it's on. Nick Bosa, number two to the Niners. The other Josh Allen to the Jets, number three. 
Trying to find some of the quarterbacks here. Dwayne Haskins, number six to the New York football giants. Mm-hmm. I hear they have no interest in him. Your sources are saying That's that? what my sources are telling I, me. I saw that story, yeah. Yep. Interesting. Well, not according to Mel Kiper Jr. Okay. Unless right. he's playing possum. Well. He's just waiting for his last version of the mock But the story that we saw about Dwayne Haskins could have also been leaked to to throw people off that scent as well, and I'm, they might want him. I'm never sure if mock drafts, and I'm sure this varies on a case-by-case basis, are just what makes sense to the guy based on the team's needs and guys who are on the board, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, or if they're based on things they're actually hearing from within an organization. It can't be the, the latter, right? It can't be... Because the information you're getting, you're just if you're Mel Kiper and you're digging for information, they're just going to use you because you have a huge megaphone. True. Yeah. So you, unless you think, oh, I can read the information they're giving me is wrong, therefore I'm going to yeah. think it's this. I think it's what based on what teams should do, right? Drew Locke, by the way, quarterback Missouri to the Dolphins at 13, according to Mel Kiper 3.0, and number 18 to the Minnesota Vikings, Godfather Mock. Has cornerback no <laughs> Jonah Williams, offensive lineman from Alabama. Oh, mock, oh man! Mock. Oh, that would be a great. I want you, mock, mock. The write-up says great lineman. The Vikings would be thrilled with Williams, a tackle in college. He made forty-three consecutive starts for the Crimson Tide. He could play guard at the next level if Minnesota moves Riley Reef inside to guard. He could stick at left tackle. As always, don't be shocked if Coach Mike Zimmer and GM Rick Spielman target a pass rusher here instead, though. <laughs> oh, I like that pick, though. That'd be a great pick. I like it. That'd be a very good start. I agree with what Mel Kuyper said there, which is that look for them to go defense in the first round. So if the Cardinals do that and take Murray first, where's Rosen going? Giants? If they don't take Haskins? No idea. I'm really interested. In that question. Wasn't there a story that the Patriots were interested say, in trading pa- him? Patriots would be a great spot. Okay, I think there was a story last week if that the Patriots were kind of sniffing around the okay, idea Okay, if the it. Patriots are do- doing that, then I believe a certain team based in Egan should do the same. Yeah. If it's good enough for the Patriots, good enough for you. So we've said on Score North Live a couple times. Oh, it's absolutely correct. Yeah, shouldn't you just have someone on your staff trying to sniff out, what are the Patriots trying to do? That's what I would and do. And then just 100% of the time, it, right? yeah. But just you know... You know what they coaches. would. You know what they would do. Right. Bill Belichick would outsmart you. He'd have a plant to yeah. like feed information exactly. to your plant. He'd have misinformation. But how about being before fed he finds plant. out? He'd end up being a triple agent. But how? How about if you quietly hired an, an assistant, administrative assistant, to be your Patriot spy? Nobody knew. So until Belichick found out, he wouldn't even know that this person exists. It'd be like a sleeper football guy. <laughs> Sounds like a great plan. And then you find out that they got that they've got uh, Rosen targeted, and then you go get him first. I want a mock. I want. Oh, the NFL draft truly brings out the worst in us, doesn't it? <laughs> hey, speaking of the Patriots and quarterbacks, why is there a disembodied it's head long. of Drew Bledsoe sitting long. next to me here in studio? It's a long story. Okay, all right. Like, I got did, a. Did Pat rip? Did Royce rip the head? Yeah, he got mad about it. So I. <laughs> I got I got a Drew Bledsoe doll about what would be must be fifteen a years ago. A bobblehead or just like a no a doll a doll what? a doll yeah a, Judd, well, it was a doll. I don't maybe I'm like getting ahead of the story, but Judd and I when we started our show nine a.m. four and a half years ago or five five and a half years ago, 
we wanted to liven the studio up a little bit. So we brought in bobbleheads and some fun stuff and we put these things on the table and then we'd disassemble when the show was over, put them in a box because the older guys in the afternoon didn't want the bobbleheads on the table. And I think we might have forgotten to put them away. One day. We did forget blood. So our, our punishment was Royce ripped Drew Bledsoe's head off. Yeah, which wasn't cool at all because it was a very cool doll. Complete with jersey, Patriots jersey. It was it was really cool. I'm not afraid to say get this out of my studio. I'm not afraid to say I like <laughs> dolls, <laughs> and I'm more than willing to play with dolls. What? To this day, sure. If I can get a to cool sports day? doll, yes, absolutely. So you're like sitting at well, home, I get like Barbie dolls, action just, figures, or dolls, like action figures, like a Drew and or dolls. It's they're cool. The Drew Bledsoe one was cool, and now he's just as So hold on, let me get this straight. Yeah, go ahead. Judd Zolgad goes home after Mackie and Judd with Robin. I don't, but I would. And is playing with action figures. If I had... Crashing them into each other. You're like a creepy Steve Buscemi from Con Air or something. It's like (laughs) sitting at a tea table. Buscemi's one of the greatest. I'm a big fan. Yes, you can come over sometime, and we'll both play. Can I come by and play? Can we have a play date? And we'll both play with our sports dolls. (laughs) This is wildly uncomfortable. We wrap with Rice. Here is Astadio. Blast to left center field. Hit toward the gap. And pass Martin. Crone with two outs off with the crack of the bat. And on the first pitch he sees this year, Astadio, the fan favorite, has a run batted in. Mackie and Judd with Rami. On the all-new Score North. Uh, you can hear Royce Unchained tonight after our show here in about 15 minutes. And, uh, Pat, let's let's make the announcement right now that starting on Tuesdays, and people can hear it either on demand in the uh, Score North Twins podcast feed or they can hear it on uh, 1500 at 6 o'clock. Royce on Baseball, the debut of Royce on Baseball, where uh, on a weekly basis you'll have guys like Buster Olney, Tim Kirkjian, Tom Kelly and uh, other friends of yours in the industry, so we're we're pumped about that. Yeah, we uh, will have Buster on uh, tomorrow and uh, next week. They'll probably to be in Tom Kelly, so it'll be uh, fantastic. Awesome. Yes, I, I'm glad we. I'm glad I get to talk to those uh, fellows. Uh, continue to talk to them. So, uh, say uh, we're just saying on the crawl here that uh, UCLA tried to hire Calipari. Did you see this? No. Calipari just hired, signed a lifetime contract to stay at Kentucky. So hmm. uh, they don't know what the money is, but he was already making nine point two so per year at Kentucky. So he probably got another little bump. <laughs> He's sixty now, so it's funny. I I was out at UMass years ago when he was getting started. He was this young studly guy that was just slicker than heck. Now he's got the big old pot belly on him and he's but he's still winning basketball games, so that's yeah. that's good enough. Hey, what was your favorite jelly fam moment? He uh, uh, announced well, his transfer I think my today. Favorite, I think my favorite jelly fam moment was two weeks ago when he promised he wasn't gonna transfer. That was uh, probably uh, my my favorite moment because uh, uh, because I was suspicious that he wasn't telling us the truth, and uh, we found out today he's not. I've been saying all year that uh, he's going to have a great career at Hofstra. <laughs> I own a, I think he'd make a good I own a deal, don't you? Some some place like that, that league there, I would think. Where I, I don't know. Hey Pat, where where does this rank among Gopher recruits who we thought who were, were going to be great and were a complete bust? 
Is this the top of the list? Well, yeah, I'd have to really spend some time. Uh, you know, the fact that he was the New York City Player of the Year kind of uh, distorted everything. I think if we'd looked at it, the list of the schools that were really after him, we might have had a little more restraint. Because, I mean, he had a decent list, but it wasn't like Kentucky and the fellas were going after him. You know, he was at level... He was a four-star, but he wasn't, you know, did he? I don't even know. I don't think he got invited to the McDonald's game, did he? I, I don't think he was in it. So we might have gotten over a little overhyped because he was uh, the, the player of the year in New York and the number two player in New York State. But uh, I don't know. I do remember, if you want to go back and look at those uh, the rave reviews from, like, what, what, the first two exhibitions he played, people were going nuts. Uh, about the, the souls putting on and the, the whole thing, but they couldn't shoot and they couldn't play defense. So those are two uh, two obstacles that uh, a, guy, a guy faces at this level. I would say. You got any excitement for the uh, the final four that we have before us? I'm always excited that Duke's not there. The evil SOBs are not coming to town. I'm happy as hell. I know you guys want Williamson. You'll get to see him plenty in the NBA, don't worry. That's true. Where you he'll I he'll swing to town next year twice, at least, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got Texas Tech. I oh, you're picking Texas Tech to win it all. They're mean. They're good. I like those guys. They knock the hell out of you, the hell out of you and they're very physical and metal. Their game, uh, you know, if they end up playing Auburn in the final, that would be a bloodbath. And uh, I, I hope that Texas Tech-Auburn would be a good final because that means we can get those hillbillies to stick around here a couple of more days. <laughs> those, uh, those Auburn and Texas Tech kids are going to burn this down to the ground, man. Those, you're talking about two of the redneck uh, colleges in America. We're going to have uh, we're going to have a good old time. If you're a lap dancer in this town next this weekend, you better be, you better get your you better go to the gym and get ready because you're going to be busy, man. When the, when the War Eagles and the Red Raiders come to town, look out! You go to the gym so they're picky. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, you want to get you want to get in shape for that ten hour shift you're going to have to work, making thousands of dollars when they get to town. Oh. There's a couple of there's a couple of uh, Outback College is right there. There's two of the, you know, the uh, the real nanny colleges in the country, both of them. So it'll be fun. So Bruce Pearl uh, gets this appearance t- taken away when? A year from now, two years from now, or three well, years before this well, appearance generally, never happened? Generally speaking, before these, these, uh, the, these assistant coaches that they've uh, indicted and now uh, put in prison now, uh, had to spill their guts before they got sentenced. So uh, the Russian man probably had to uh, tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth about Auburn, which uh, would, might not reflect kindly on on uh, those people. So I, I don't know. Bruce is, you know, if, if, if Bruce is honest, there's hope for America, is it there? Because <laughs> he's... Uh, you know who still hates him? Well, he knew the third because he ratted out Illinois. Remember when That's he was right, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, he was he was trying to buy a guy in Iowa and Illinois paid him more, so he ran out of Illinois. And uh, he was an assistant at Iowa when he ran out of Illinois and got honest Lou on uh, on probation there. So 
Yeah. Uh, Pat, is uh, is Williams Astadio, has he graduated from just being a fun caricature uh, that they can sell bobbleheads uh, against to an actual meaningful good player that we should... Well, he can hit, uh, you know. I mean, you were just reading, I was, I was listening a while back, you were reading off his numbers from the minor leagues. What's amazing is nobody give him a shot, even when he hit like that, because I suppose he didn't like the fact that he didn't walk and, uh, you know, he didn't look like a player. Although he was signed as a shortstop, you know. He was uh, signed as a shortstop, and I, I uh, but he told me that last spring, not this past spring, but... Uh, Two springs ago, I looked at him and said, short stop, and he said, I was smaller. But uh, he's, he's a, he was about a five foot eight, 165 pounder when they signed him. But he can hit, and uh, you know what uh, impressed me about the Twins for three days? Just uh, They were fairly aggressive at the plate. There was not a lot of, they weren't looking for walks. They were If they got a pitch to hit, they were swinging the bat. And uh, I think there's... Uh, I think there's a little bit of a movement that way uh, in baseball now that people are, if they get a fastball, they're swinging at it because rather than try to get into a pitcher's count, I mean, into a hitter's count, if, if they get the pitch they want to hit in a hitter's count, why don't they hit it when it comes, okay? First pitch, fastball. That's what Buxton, that's the difference of Buxton right now. He's not taking that fastball right down the pipe and getting behind 0-1. He's swinging at that pitch and, uh, I think a lot of people are uh, are uh, getting with the idea that if you get a good fastball to hit in the first couple of pitches, swing at it. Don't sit there and stand there unless you're Joe Miller, you know, and you can hit the two strike pitch. Yeah, the uh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like Joe Mauer probably rubbed off on some players too throughout the last fifteen years. Well, if Joe Mauer takes the first pitch, then but yeah, if, if that's the only good pitch you're going to get, and it's right down the middle, then. I'm with you on that. And, by the way, you can't hit like Joe Mauer. Right, yeah, <laughs> you can't just get you. to two strikes, yeah. yeah. 92% of you can't hit like he can, but uh, he can get the bat in the ball on two strikes, and you can't. So, yeah. you know, that's been his, he got himself, he didn't give himself a chance. He was 0-2 for three years, and, you know, now he's, you know, he's not getting... He's not seeing three pitches too often. He's swinging in the first couple of pitches, and that's giving him a chance. So. Pat, what's coming up on Royce Unchained for people to hear? I we were pretty calm today, wouldn't you say, John? Yeah, solid, solid show. We did. That was very good. We didn't go. We, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't have to do good. There was a good meltdown. There was a good meltdown. A lot of baseball talk. A lot of two meltdowns, but hey, it's pretty good. Yep. It, uh, it was okay. Meltdowns per sixty minutes. Let's, ju- uh, let's just say, <laughs> let's just say, if you're a Twins fan and you're going to be driving to the ballpark, there was a Royce meltdown that was very apropos. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, one thing we aren't happy about is the uh, the raised prices. Uh, the the parking ramp is now fifty bucks. These thieves. <laughs> Did you see that? They went up from thirteen to fifteen. The, the city of Minneapolis, which. Zero dollars in the stadium are gouging us poor baseball fans now. They're a bunch of thieves. Yeah, trying to. We'll start carpooling. Yeah, that's the yeah. cheaper option. Early bird special too is good. Just ride your bike. There you can ride your bike. Oh yeah, yeah. Ride, ride your bike. Ride, ride, ride your bike. Great bike. I'll go right down. Right down three ninety four. No problem. Don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no right. helmet. Hey, we, got, we got a nice one for my house. Yeah, we'll 
Pat, what, what needs to happen for us to strap a to strap a GoPro camera to your head and have you bike to to the office someday? I think the last time I had a bicycle has got to be three years ago, so I don't think that'd be a good idea. I might kill myself. Pat on a bike that recently? You know what? <laughs> I'm surprised you were on a bike you know thirty what? years ago. Yeah, hard on the legs, man. Bikes are tough, but that's harder than. That's the hardest exercise there is, man. Thanks. That's the tribe is kicking up. The tribe is kicking up a rally here in the bottom of the eighth, and they're going ahead of uh, the ladies. They were behind three to one going in the bottom of the eighth, and I got three, four runs. The offense, the tribe offense, has exploded. It has, and the bases yeah. are loaded with only uh, one out. They uh, they're going to hang yeah. more. Oh. All right, d- the debut of Royce on baseball tomorrow at six o'clock, and tonight Royce Unchained at six o'clock. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Pat. See ya. See ya. Bye. All right. Um, yeah, look at this. This is a great time for the Twins. These Cleveland Can we bats get to were ready this to break news out. Real quick about the Wolves. Yes, they just sent an email out. I'm very, I'm confused. Press release from the Timberwolves that just hit the inbox. The Timberwolves today announced forward Robert Covington underwent a successful diagnostic arthroscopic procedure this morning with debridement and removal of loose bodies in his right knee, blah, blah, blah. Updates will be provided when available. Thank God it was successful. Why? But why didn't we do this weeks ago? Like, this is not... He didn't get hurt, like, in the last two days. This has been a problem. He's He hasn't played in months. What if it was unsuccessful? Well, that's what Patrick... Oh, my God, oh, we cut oh, your leg says, off on accident. Yeah, from the so, knee down. So, so yeah. sorry, it, dude. it didn't work out. That would just be the press release. Yeah, just, it says, Robert Covington had knee surgery today. Next program. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't work, work, it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> the Timberwolves will have a statement. It's a, no, well, but I, what? I mean, maybe it took him... Well, they said it was a bone bruise, and so they probably... I mean, I'm not trying to justify it. I don't know. I maybe they told him surgery is a possibility, but you're saying... What, so you're saying, saying he's been he out should from, have had surgery two months ago yeah, to come back and play this season? No, no, no. I'm, say, I'm saying at some point in time when they decided clearly a few, a month ago, to probably shut him down, just go in and do it then. Like, why wait? I don't know. Does it, is it like a this six whole, month? Does it say how long it's going to take no, him to recover? No, you're going to get updates when they are available. It says here, uh, further updates to his progress will be issued when available, Phil. Further updates will not be issued. Go believe yourself. It just doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good. <laughs> uh, by the way, yeah. the if you were following the Score North Twitter account or the Wolves Twitter account today, we can tell you that the Bob Dylan jean-looking uniforms, that was an April Fool's joke, the Timberwolves. Thank God. Confirmed. That was awful. I was sort of a fan. Awful. After I saw it. <laughs> You can go back and follow that. Just go to the Timberwolves account. They've uh, we we were early on the news last night. Caught wind of these uniforms, but it was an April Fool's joke, holding the Timberwolves accountable. I didn't catch on to that until today. There is <laughs> there are some truly awful April Fool's jokes out there today, like Tom Brady who joined Twitter just to say, "Hey, I'm retiring." That happened today. Yeah, he's he opened a Twitter account just to tweet, "I'm retiring." Was it verified? Yeah. I'm, in his first tweet was I'm retiring. It says uh, I'm looking at the tweet right now. I'm retiring in my spare time. I'll be tweeting hashtag LFG. LFG. I like that. You know what that means? No. What does it mean? Let's we'll bleeping go. Yeah. He swore. That's not the Tom Brady I know. <laughs> no, not Tom Brady. Mackie and Judd on demand at ScoreNorth.com, ScoreNorth mobile app, or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. See you tomorrow. Oh, yeah, um, I'll talk to you later. Bye.